Praise be to God. Good evening. Well, let's get this over with. Go ahead. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you look good since you lost weight. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Don't you love your worship team? Are oh, they awesome or what? Oh, my gosh. I just bless. Check is in the mail. Does everyone have one of these? I just want to drop four words in your heart tonight and then get out of the way. We're going to. We're really here to everybody have one. If, you, if there's anybody who does not have one, I guess I should say. If you don't have one, would you slip up your hand? I want to be sure. Okay, there's a, does, is there, are there any extra ones? Uh, does anybody have? Okay, sweet. Thank you so much. Okay, if, just slip up your hand and be sure. There's nothing magical or superstitious about this. It's just uh, Jesus said in John 8, 32, it's truth that frees us from ourselves. You shall know the truth. Truth is the, uh, is the substance that delivers, delivers us. Uh, G- and, of course, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Free us from what? Free us from ourselves. Spurgeon said, if I kick the person who gives me the most trouble, I will kick myself and no one else. You know what that means? That means you're not my problem. It also means I'm not your problem. It's, uh, it's between you and the Lord. A.C. Dixon, the pastor of the Spurgeon's Tabernacle, said these words. He said, when we rely on organization, we get what organization can do. When we rely on education, we get what education can do. When we rely on eloquence, we get what eloquence can do. But when we rely on prayer, we get what God can do. Samuel Chadwick said, it's been quoted a million times, the one concern of the devil is to keep Christians from praying. He fears nothing from prayerless studies, prayerless work, and prayerless religion. He laughs at our toil. He mocks at our wisdom, but he trembles when we pray. Something to that. Edwards said, Jonathan Edwards said, when God has something very great to accomplish for his church, it is his will that there should proceed it, the extraordinary prayers of his people. I want to direct your attention tonight to a great prayer, prayer from prison, really, in Ephesians chapter 3. If you have your scriptures, if not, that's okay, I'll read it. I'll read it from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. My heart is just drawn to this, to this text tonight, and there's, there's thousands of references, thousands of sermons. What do, you, what, do you, what do you cover when you cover the subject of prayer? The good news on the back of the, uh, your bulletin it's kind of makes it, this, these lists kind of make it simple for me. Uh, the gift of prayer, prayer is the greatest privilege of the Christian conversation of my soul with God, an attitude of a, and mindset more than an act, my spirit panting after God, taking hold of God's strength, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there is a, uh, there's a real great message in this in Ephesians 3.14. And here, before I read it, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to preach very briefly, and then we're going to pray. We're all going to gather, and we're going to seek the Lord together around here, and we're going to pray. We're going to seek the Lord, quiet our heart, or however you can pray however you want. And then if for any needs that are here, we're going to pray one for another. I still believe in the, uh, uh, do you believe that Jesus still answers prayer? Three of us. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, 
that he would, he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Would you say the word strengthen? Strengthen. That Christ may dwell, say the word dwell, dwell in your hearts by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. I've been on a real, on a real journey the last, uh, the last three months, several, especially the last couple of weeks, uh, trying, to find, trying to come up with not a solution, but the mis- mysteriousness of this. The sovereignty of God and your prayers and my prayers really making a difference. How many of you believe that God is sovereign? We hear that. You believe God's sovereign? Isaiah 52, 7, our God reigns. We all believe that God is, is sovereign. He's going to, uh, Ephesians 1, I believe it's verse 11, he works all things after the counsel of his will. God is going to, we, uh, the, well, the bottom line is God's, God's way, God's going to have his way, God's going to, you just, he's going to have the trump card. No, no pun intended, trump card. For you that used to play poker. God, God's going to, God, God, his will will be done. Okay. So if that's true, no matter what we do on earth, his will is going to be done, then why does our prayers, why do our prayers matter? And there's a, we, the, 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 the great men of the past call, called it a holy tension between the sovereignty of God and the responsibility of man. Why should I pray if God's going to do what he wants to do anyway? Hello? Think of what prayer, think of the reward of prayer. Intimacy restored, strength is renewed, vision is birthed and maintained, hearts are softened, finances are provided, bodies are healed, needs are supplied, peace is released, wisdom is granted, God is pleased, people are rescued, and heaven is affected. We covered this morning how important it is for Jesus in prayer to become more beautiful in prayer than just useful. Tim Keller said, nothing God sends is wasted and nothing he withholds is needed. Nothing God sends is wasted. I preach that better. I preach that. I preach that better than David Jeremiah and every preacher on television on August 21st and came home the next day and on August 22nd, 23 hours later, my wife walked into the waiting room and said, honey, they said I got a brain tumor and it's a really big one. <laughs> Wow, let me, let me repeat myself. I just preached yesterday. Nothing God sends is wasted, and nothing he withholds is needed. How many of you believe that God is enough to keep you content and strong in the Lord? Look at this incredible text. He's writing to the believers in Ephesus, the chief city of Asia Minor. He's writing from prison, and he deals with sound doctrine in three chapters, and then responsibility in uh, three chapters. And, and he prays an incredible prayer that comes from believer, uh, for believers from his lips in uh, verse 14. And he says, for this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And what he prays for is pre- powerful, and it's very practical. It ministers to everybody here tonight. And God records the prayer because God wants to do now what he did then. The Lord had you in mind when this book was written. How many of you believe all the scriptures are really inspired by God? Do you believe that? 
The Lord had you in mind when you received the word in your hand. The Lord has you in mind tonight. It's just, is, is it just that important, this prayer? Well, it's so important that Paul says, it drove him to his knees. He said, for this cause, I bow my knees to the Father. Now, it's common for Jewish people at the time to stand in prayer. But Paul says he bows his knees, which is a sign of his praying is earnest and desperate. That's desire. His heart is humble and contrite, and humility will lessen stress in your life. And his attitude is utterly dependent upon God. He's a leaner. He's leaning into the Lord. And he also says, I bow my knees to who? To the Father. What's that mean? It means he's praying to a God who hears his children, and he's praying to a God who answers prayer. So I want to drop four words in your heart tonight, and then get out of the way, and we'll seek the Lord together. Here they are. I call it next level praying or prayer or the reward of prayer. Call, call it what you will. That's irrelevant. But I just want you to scribble down four words tonight, four simple words. And again, if you don't have a pen or a pencil, reach into your neighbor's purse. Take $20 out for a snack later and a pen and write down four simple words, four little words. And here they are. Here's my wisdom discoveries. Next level praying. It provides strength for the inner man. What's the first word? Strength for the inner man. I pray that God out of his glorious riches may what? May what? Strengthen you by the power of his spirit in your inner man. What's the first request from Paul that God wants to answer? The first request is this. Strength. How many of you would rather be strong in the Lord and the power of his might than be weak in the Lord and in your own strength? The word strengthen, it's a Greek word. I won't even try to pronounce it. It means to be made strong, to be made tough, and to endure. The word power, dunamē, means force, energy, and might. The words inner man mean the deepest part of our being, our soul, our heart, our center, our center. How does God strengthen us with power in, this, in the center, in the inner man? The, uh, the Lord, uh, Paul said here, by his spirit which means the inner man or redeems deep center of our personality is renewed by the Holy Spirit. I repeat, the inner man or redeemed part of us, the center of who we are is renewed by the Holy Spirit. In other words, Paul knows the secret of strength and power for you and me. So he prays, he prays, Paul, praise the will of God that you and I be what? Strengthened and empowered from on high in our inner man. I repeat, it's the will of God that you and I be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I don't care much why well, I care about the armor of God, but some people say you gotta put the first piece on first and the breastplate and the helmet. You gotta every morning you gotta put it on and you follow all the all the follow all the rules and you gotta connect it all just perfect like a Lego game. I play with my two-year-old grandson. And you got to get every Lego piece in place. And then you can really connect with God. Excuse me, I was in a conference not long ago. And the guy got up where I was speaking and he was speaking. And he had this book. And it was like 17, 17 steps to get answers to prayer. And I'm thinking, oh, my Lord. 17 by the time he got to number four, I'd already forgot the first two. So i got to remember 17 things before I can find answers to God. I want you to know tonight, it's not the level of your faith. It's the object of your faith. And the object is Jesus. That's why when I got held up twice, I've had the joy of having a gun. It's awesome when a guy puts a gun to your head and says, give me the money. And what do you do? 
you grab his gun and try to shoot him. How stupid was that? He jumps over the counter, grabs and puts the gun to my head and gets the gun back. And I'm thinking, "Mm, let me see, 17 steps to answered prayer. Let me see. Yeah, I forgot what sounds. You know what I pray? This is what I prayed to my, I didn't pray out in tongues out loud. This is how I prayed. I prayed in my spirit, Jesus save me. That's all I prayed was, Jesus save me. Jesus save me. How many of you know simple prayers still work? When I totaled my wife's new car, I bought my, my wife waited like her whole life to get a new car. I bought her a new car, went to a prayer meeting at 6 in the morning, slid on black ice, went over a bank, landed on its roof, and I totaled her brand new car. She never let me drive her car again. <laughs> I remember the car was going over the bank in Cooperstown, and she, uh, I remember just screaming out three words, Jesus save me. When they got me to the ER and the brace and the, and the, and the ambulance and all that stuff, and, and the doctor's over top of me, and he said, I don't, I don't know, Reverend. Nothing seems to be broken. You're not bleeding anywhere, but you got a mouth full of glass. He goes, were you saying something when the car was crashing? And then it came back to me. Yeah, I was screaming out loud, Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. And they're sucking the glass out of my mouth like a vac- with a vacuum cleaner, and I'm thinking... Thank God that prayer is simple. Simple, simple. Listen to what Paul is saying. He's saying we're limited, but God is not. You may be weak, but God is strong. And you may be weary, but God is full of power. You may be faint, but God wants to strengthen you tonight in your inner man. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, God wants to strengthen you tonight. God wants to strengthen you. Here's my second discovery. Next level praying provides wisdom to make right choices. How many of you want wisdom tonight? I want wisdom. What does it mean for Christ to dwell in your hearts? Like Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you being rooted and grounded. The word dwell means four things. To be at home with, to settle down in, to rule and reign, and to control and guide. What is Paul praying for? For you and I. For the church. For us that God wants to do that Christ would dwell or rule or reign or call the shots in the center of our will. What's that teach me? You know what that teaches me? Here's what that teaches me. That teaches me that prayer is to get God's will done, not my will done. God has provided the wisdom and the power as we yield to his presence in our inner man to make right choices. What's that mean? It means Jesus, again, wants to be more beautiful than just useful. In other words, God answers more prayers out of relationship than request. Yeah, write that down somewhere. I should have put it down if I didn't. God answers more prayers out of relationship than request. Just walking with the Lord. It means if we learn to wrestle with God in secret, we won't have to lower ourselves to wrestle with men in public. It means if we prostrate ourselves before the Lord, we won't be prostrated before the enemy. It means to the degree I submit my will to God, to that degree I have the, I'll have the power and strength to say no to sin. It means to the degree we live transparent before God, to that degree we'll become rooted and grounded. And the word rooted is a picture. It's a picture of a tree that's firm and stable and anchored. And the word grounded is a picture of a foundation under a building that's solid and unmovable. So here's what Paul is saying here. He's praying. It's God's will that you and I pray this tonight. He's praying that we become so aware of God's presence within us 
that we consciously live 24-7 to please him and bring glory to his name. And in reality, from Thessalonians, that's what it means to pray without ceasing. Praying without ceasing does, does not mean screaming out loud prayers 24 hours a day. Because, you know, we got to go to work. <laughs> we have to do so. You, you say, well, how do you pray 24-7? This is what Paul's talking about. There's a, how, many of you, how many of you know you don't have to say? The Bible says that, that Hannah prayed and her lips moved not. Figure that one out. She prayed and her lips moved not. How many of you know you can pray quietly? Have you ever? How many of you know you can pray without saying anything? Praying, praying, and praying. It's a conscious awareness. A conscious awareness. Praying without ceasing. I scribbled a note to myself. Real praying people are unshakable because they're rooted and they're grounded. My third discovery is this. Next level praying provides encouragement in every season of life. Where do you find that? Verse 18, Paul said that you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, length, depth, and height of the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. How many of you ever needed a word of encouragement? All right, just you and me. We're the only ones. Only two of us here tonight. Sure. How many of you ever wondered if God knew where you were? In this passage, Paul reminds every believer of this truth. What is it? That you never, get this, we never have to worry about having adequate spiritual resources to meet the demands of your life. And this takes the worry out of living. If worry is accepting responsibility that God never intended for you to carry, and it is. Worry is accepting responsibility. God never intended for you to carry. That's what worry is. Discouragement is a lie of the devil to blind you in the present of what God is going to do in the future. And in this passage, Paul reminds us how we can be sure of God's faithfulness in every season. It's a guarantee from God that God's love in Christ is wide, he says, as long, as high, as deep. Now, hear, hear those four words. Hear what the, he's referring to. The word wide covers the breadth of your entire experience in life, everything you have to go through. The word long is a con- the continuing length of your life, the, your entire life, all the way until eternity. High, rising to the heights of your greatest joy and celebration, or deep, reaching the very depths of your despair. And Paul's praying for the church, and God puts it in the canon, canonicity of Scripture, and God gives it to us tonight. He's trying to tell us something, that the love of Christ is wide enough, long enough, high enough, and deep enough, which means wide enough to include you and me, long enough to reach you wherever God finds you tonight, high enough to lift you, lift you uh, like Isaiah talked about, the wings of an eagle, and deep enough to reach the, the most wretched and forgive anything And reach out to anybody here tonight who calls on the Lord. Uh, This about a year ago, my son called me. Yeah, about a year ago, and he's 33 years old. He was crying on the phone. My my son's never called me crying on the phone before. He's he's 33 years old, and he said, "Dad, I'm at the hospital, and uh, Krista's bleeding." And he said, "It's really tough." And then there was a pause, and he said, "I think we're going to lose the baby, but Dad." Here's what he said. I wrote it down. He said, Dad, I know we're going to be okay. 
What's that mean? That means wherever you are, wherever God finds you, He will be enough. I meet people who get all bent out of shape with other people because they don't text them right back when they text them. They didn't call them back when they called them. Where were you when I needed you? And I, I want to get in their face and go, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I'm going to get a T-shirt so I can open it when, or unzip it. Whenever I want to say something, it's going to say, How many of you know what Psalm 20 says? Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Joseph Scriven, 25 years old, in love, engaged to be married the day before his wedding, his fiancée dies in a drowning accident. He moves to Canada. He falls in love with Elisa. Elisa becomes ill and dies before the, the, next, the second planned wedding. And at the same time, Joseph Scriven receives word that his mother has become so ill and he can't get to her and she can't, of course, get to him. So he sits down and he writes her a poem. And this is what the poem said. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to Dr. Phil. No. Everything to the 888 prayer line. No. Everything to what? To God in prayer. Why? Why does God tell us to do this? Because God can do for us what nobody else can do for us. And finally, God provides faith for your impossible mountains. Write that in. The last word is faith. Now unto him that is able to do what? Exceeding abundantly above all the way ask or think, according to the power that works in us. What is God saying through Paul here? That he wants us to pray and trust God for the answers to come. He really does. Why should we believe, that, why should we believe God for the hard request? The seemingly impossible request. Because God is able to do what? The word exceeding. Exceedingly. It means to surpass and go beyond our very request and to overcome anything. The word abundantly means to overflow with more than enough. The word above means to go over and above any need or request that we could present to God. In other words, this means God is provoking us here to ask him in prayer. God is provoking us to believe him for the impossible. God is provoking us to prove him. This means it is a compliment to God when we ask him to do what only he can do. Now, I'll tell you a story. I'll be very careful because I don't want to get sued. 37 years ago, I was given an opportunity to compromise biblical convictions or lose my job. And the pastor that I was working with said, uh, 
do this or you're fired. I was 32 miles from home. And he was my ride. <laughs> we were in Cortland, New York. And I said, well, I'm not going to compromise my biblical convictions. I'm not going to, I'm just not. I, I'll give my life for you, but I will not do that. He said, then you're fired. I said, okay. So I took the keys out of my pocket, and I handed them to him. We were in McDonald's in Cortland, New York. He said, where are you going? I said, I'm going home. I'd only been married a year. He said, what are you going to do? He goes, I said, I don't know. He looked across the table at me at the McDonald's, and he said, you'll never make it without me. You'll never make it. So I looked at him and said, well, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack for anything. I was very arrogant, you know. And then I got out to 81, Route 81. I had a three-piece black suit, and we had just done a funeral together. I had my Thompson chain Bible. I mean, I was ready to stomp on the devil. Oh, I was full of faith. I had a Thompson chain, King James Version. And I walked out to Route 81, and tears now are pouring down my face. It was before the day of cell phones, by the way. I didn't have a cell phone. And now I say, I'm the homeless, unemployed. Whoa, this is going to be a Laura. This Laura's never going to believe this. Oh, my God. I stand out on Route 81, stick my thumb out. I'm, tears are pouring down my face. And this guy pulls over to pick me up. And he looks at me, and he goes, wow, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so I tried to explain. He goes, wow. Only God could help you, young man. Only God could help you, young man. And so uh, I battled with this thought, well, gee, I've got to resign this Sunday. And I actually believed the lie that I was done forever in ministry. And uh, I got up, went, wrote my resume out at midnight. Oh, I got, the, he dropped me off in Syracuse. He couldn't take me all the way home. So I hit, hit, the hitchhike, the rest, that's a whole other story. And uh, don't hitchhike, by the way. And then, uh, and then Jack Steves was pastoring. This is a man right here. was uh, uh, 37 years ago. was pastoring up in Watertown. And you know what he did? He... Uh, he was my paraclete just for the weekend. What's the paraclete? The Holy Spirit said, come alongside to help you move forward. He doesn't, he doesn't probably, he might remember, he remembers the, he doesn't remember details like I remember. But Jack and Carol, the, we, we were at their house. He let me preach in his pulpit, in his church. He said some things he doesn't even remember, not because he's older than me. <laughs> he just, he doesn't remember them because they were for me. And he's here tonight, 37 years later, because the very weekend, my worst weekend ever in ministry, to that point, God sent a word of encouragement to let me know that you're going to make it. God knows where you live. God knows what you need. God knows what he's doing. God knows your... Do you, how many of you know the earth is rotating on its axis right now at 23.5 degrees without your help? Mm -hmm. He's got the whole, whole thing. He's got it all together. 
And just the moment on a night like tonight, the Holy Spirit might drop something into your heart. In your heart. What is God saying to you tonight? Exceeding abundantly and above. I wrote myself a note. Quit looking at who you are and what you have and look to the Lord and see what he can do. It's God's word in Romans 4.21 and being fully persuaded that what God had promised he was able to perform. Luke 1.37, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Hebrews 6, 11.6, 6, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Jeremiah 33.3, you know that. Matthew 21.22, ask in prayer believing and you will receive. Acts 4.30, they prayed signs and wonders may be done in the name of the holy child Jesus. So what does God pr- provide? And what, it's, it's a prayer for you. What does God strength for the inner man, wisdom to make right choices, encouragement in every season, and faith for impossible mountains. And why does God do this? And I'm finished. Here it is. Why does God do all this? Verse 21. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all the ages, world without end. God does this for two reasons. So that we can praise him, praise God like Paul, even when our circumstances are less than desirable. Paul was praising God and praying while he's in captivity. He's in prison writing this text because he's got a good prayer life. The the devil could put Paul into prison, but the devil could not keep God out of prison. And secondly, so we can give God the glory for everything good that he provides. Paul understands what God wants us to understand tonight. What is it? Since our strength and wisdom and encouragement and faith come from God and not man, all glory must go back to God for everything good that is accomplished in our lives. God wants to strengthen you tonight. God wants to dwell and rule and reign and help you make right choices in your heart tonight. God wants to encourage you in this season of your life. And fourth, God wants to give you faith for your impossible mountains. Why? Because you You being strong in the Lord will bring glory to God, not yourself. Nothing God sends is wasted. Nothing he withholds is needed. Why is this text so powerful? Because it reveals that God will give you power to praise him, love him, serve him, even in the wilderness, even in the desert, even in the fire, even in the storm, even in the prison, even in the valley. My, my, my. He's more than enough. I want you to direct your attention to the Lord tonight. I want God by the Holy Spirit to pull your attention upward tonight. Pull your attention. Wherever God finds you, everybody's context is different. Wherever God finds you tonight, ask the Lord tonight in this place, God, strength from above. God wants to give you wisdom from above. God wants to help you make right choices. God wants to encourage your heart tonight. God wants to give you faith tonight. Because God is working even when you cannot see him. Do you understand that? God is working even when you cannot see him. Can we all stand together tonight as the musicians or the keyboardists come? Oh, sorry. See, before I even ask you there. And uh, 
I'd like us to start tonight just, just, just connecting with the Lord in, in, a, in the place of prayer. So we're going to invite you to everybody here tonight, without exception. Without exception, everybody here tonight. We're going to invite you to come. If you can't move or can't kneel, God, God understands that. You don't, you don't have to. Uh, I pray standing up, pray sitting, pray in a tree stand. You can pray anywhere. Pray driving, wrecking my wife's car, pray anywhere. Pray anywhere. You can pray anywhere. But I'd like to invite you, and we're going to just come in. If you can find a place to pray anywhere across the front here, the pews here, and let's, 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 uh, let's just reestablish some things as we start the year. God, help my prayer life to be in such a place where I can, I'll, I'll, I'll take time to let you strengthen me every day. I'll, I'll take time to be sensitive to what you're saying to my to my heart, you're the whispers of the Holy Spirit. God, give me faith for those impossible mountains. And God, you be the glory and the lifter of my head. I thank God for people. But first of all, let's focus on the Lord tonight and say, God, do what only you can do. And then uh, as time goes on, it's not how loud we pray or how long we pray. It really isn't. It's it's, it's faith that moves mountains, and uh, it's, God sees the prayer of your heart more than the prayer of your lips. Father, I thank you for every man and woman that's in this room tonight, and every young person. God, there's some young kids here tonight. God, I thank you. And I pray tonight, Lord, that we would gather together and agree together in the name of the Lord. You said, Lord, faith is increased and power is increased when we agree together. One can chase a thousand, two can chase ten thousand. Two or three gathered together. Power, God, the power of united prayer. May faith be increased in this place. Lord, help, help us to establish our Bethel tonight for this entire year. Go deeper in our hearts, Lord. Remind us tonight and remind us tomorrow and every day. As we move forward, you will do what no one else can do. We'll trust you for it. We ask it tonight in your strong name. Amen. So if you can, if you can move forward, I invite you to come forward. And if you want to kneel, uh, kneel where you're at in the pew, that's fine too. But let's just come if you can. And let's just gather tonight and spend some time with the Lord in prayer. Wait upon the Lord. They that wait shall renew their strength. We exchange our weakness tonight, Lord, for your strength. We exchange our weakness, Lord, tonight for your strength. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but not tonight, Lord. We would trust in the name of the Lord our God. Let's just ask the Lord to strengthen us. And then we'll pray for family members. We can pray for the sick tonight. We can pray for any need that you have whatsoever. Join in faith with the person next to us. Strength, Lord, for the inner man. Wisdom to make right choices. 
encouragement in every season, faith for impossible mountains. Turn our eyes upon Jesus.